Hi, everyone. Welcome to the SEO cash flow with me, Olga Zar and Miriam. Miriam, how are you doing? I'm still recovering from COVID. Fun times. Yeah, and so am I. So we had to postpone our last week's episode because we were both not feeling that well after Brighton. Olga, we agreed that this week we're starting with positive stuff. You're oh. starting already with a negative. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into the topic, but make it positive. Okay, so today our topic is we are going to talk about the positive and negative sides of being an independent SEO consultant. So I will start with positives, as Miriam suggested, because, because why not? It is a nice shiny day, as you can see. And, 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 and I've been contacted by a lot of people, some of them who follow SEO Cashflow going, I'm actually thinking of going freelance because it's mm -hmm. in the air. A lot of people are either being let go, budgets are getting smaller, or you're growing and getting fed up with your current situation and wondering, hey, there's got to be something better than this. And being a freelancer is oftentimes the answer to there's got to be something better than this. So go right ahead. Exactly. Maybe I will start with the first one, which is flexibility. I really love that my schedule can be flexible, that I can have a lot of influence on what I do every day, on when I train. No one is telling me, Olga, you cannot work out during those hours you have to work. No. I don't. I can go for a run. I can go walk my dog. So being flexible with that is, is something I really, really enjoy. And probably this is one of the biggest things I was dreaming of when I was still working at the agency, when I had like strict office hours during which I had to be available. So flexibility. For me, it means not taking meetings on Fridays. I... I also do not live well with people. There's always people in an agency or your job that will like schedule a meeting at 4 p.m. on a Friday. No, no, we're not friends. I'm not doing this. So when we talk about flexibility, it also means flexibility with your own boundaries, like what you like, what you not like. For me, that matters a lot. And, and going further with the flexibility, some of us are digital nomads, man. Like yeah. flexibility to move as well. Yeah, this is exactly also something I, I wanted to to add because like working working from home, not having to be in a specific location is very, very useful. Very it is it is something like I also have been dreaming for a very long time. Another thing I would say is autonomy in that I can, I can decide on what aspects of this SEO work I want to do. I can decide about what tasks I do, what tasks I delegate to my husband, for example. And no one is telling me that you have to be doing those tasks even if I don't enjoy those tasks. So being autonomous in this way is something I really value. What about you? For me, it's, it's beyond that. So autonomy has pros and cons. So I'm just going like, to yeah. start with that. Because when you are in charge of yourself, you're also responsible for yourself. So when we say autonomy, well, don't think it's absolute freedom right off the bat. Many of us, once we start being freelancers, we'll take on certain things and we say yes, but we don't really enjoy them. 
mm-hmm. but we chose to do it and that's the important part okay you don't get assigned a client you can't handle don't like etc for me autonomy means telling someone i'm sorry i don't work with life coaches that that does not align with what i want to do in life and like i'm sorry i don't want to work with insurance people because once again i know it's a very competitive field and that people are not nice and also not implementing your recommendations. So for me, that's become a no. Like I see you smiling, but I'm sure that autonomy for you is also like the freedom to say no, right? Yeah. So this was, I divided it into two points, but basically this was my third point that I can choose the clients I want to work with and the clients I don't want to work with. So this is really awesome because sometimes at the agency site, I had to work with a client on a specific site, which was kind of doomed to failure, regardless oh, of what nothing. I wanted to do. But I had, but I still had to work on that because this was my assignment. And here I can choose the projects which I think I can really help grow and I can really move the SEO needle. Agreed. There's nothing more soul-sucking than dealing with a site you know is not going to succeed. So the autonomy to say yes or no, that's super important. But also when we say autonomy, it's also that you understand the big picture and you get to choose, like you get to actually be strategic about it. So that's something I love, but it also leads me to another pro. Mm -hmm. Skill development. Here's why. It is my number four, actually. Are you serious? Yes. Okay. Okay. Skill so, development. Exactly. So for me, it's going down rabbit holes. Like I get to learn a lot. Like I, you, you, since you have autonomy and you can choose the niches, you, you can niche down based on, for example, specific software. So, or CMS, like I will work with Shopify websites, for example, I'm really known for that. So I learned my skill set has developed itself to be really specific, not only to e-commerce, but like to Shopify. Mm-hmm. So going back on autonomy, and then I'll pass on the baton for the skills. Um, For many, many, many years, I refused to work with Wix websites. Oh. Like, I was like, no. Oh, yeah. Piping hot tea. Uh, I had clients coming in going, I have a Wix website. I'm like, good for you. Have a great day. <laughs> and I had the freedom to say no. And here, here's the reason why. So people don't start voodoo dolls um, of in my effigy. Um, Wix didn't care about bilingual websites. And when you operate in a bilingual country, uh-huh. it's doomed to fail. It's, it's going to be a nightmare. Client is going to be upset. No, thank you. So it's, it's important to think about like the skill development that you can have based on the platform you choose or the niche you choose. Like, I'm really good at lean manufacturing. If you don't know what that is, it's like a portion of B2B that is really Mm -hmm. cool. And then I have clients that come to me because like, okay, they're like, you understand this whole thing. I'm like, yep, I already invested the time in there. Cybersecurity folks, come to me, I get you. So those are also elements that people think, oh, SEO skills, like I have to get better at blah, blah, blah. No, it's also business skills, so. Right back at you, Olga. Yeah. So in my case, skills development is that, again, I will compare this to the situation when I had a job. I had so much work to do that I basically didn't have time to to learn, especially during the work. And not always the work I was doing was so, I would say, ambitious that I felt that I am really 
growing and learning. And I had no, to. You feel like you're microwaving to... stuff. You're like, hey, done. Here are the tacos. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It's, it doesn't feel good. And it's one of the things that I like about um, being, you know, on my own. Well, not on my own. I have, a, I have like a business partner. Huh? But what I like about, you know, being my own captain is that there's a fundamental difference between having too much work in house, having too much work in an agency and having too much work as a consultant, because when you have too much work as a consultant, what does it mean? And this is something that my friend Samuel Lavoie, hi Samuel, if you're listening to this, taught me, he's like, Hey, Miriam, if you have too much work, it means it's time to raise your prices exactly. because there's too much demand. And I hope, I hope this one is also on your list, making more money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is way more earning potential and you are not getting like one hundredth of what the client is paying to your boss, but you are getting 100%. So this is probably the biggest advantage. I was reviewing different senior SEO roles and I think unless you're working for Google, it will be very hard to earn as much money as you can earn if you have like, say, five, seven decent SEO clients. I would say it is even impossible with just having a job. What are your thoughts on that? It depends. <laughs> it, of it, course. For, for, for me, like the, the way I go about things is like, I will basically take myself really close to burning out before I change something. Mm -hmm. And I have to learn a lot. So now I like develop certain safeguards to, to go, okay, what does this mean? What can I do? What can't I do? Because it, it ties into, if you can do everything, you do nothing. Right. So yeah, I've, I've, I, I'm just going to plead the fifth on this one and I'm going to ask you to move on to the next benefit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. So what's, what else is in your list? The next thing I have is specialization. So I can niche down to the things I like doing more than others, which for example, in my case, it is SEO audits. So I can do a lot of SEO audits. They can be like 50% of the time I work. And this is great because this is the part of the work I enjoy very much. I'm taking over this one. So take this one. If, you're, if you're in a house, you can actually, you either have one curse or the other. You're really good at being a generalist because you don't have time to actually do a deep dive. Or you are in a specific industry that requires a specific thing going for you. And then you become a really um, badass SEO at whatever. So I worked for an image compression company, asked me everything about image optimization. Come at me. I'm specialized. The problem with this is sometimes you'll get like super specialized, but there's no market for this. It's just for your company. Whereas if you are a freelancer or a consultant, you get to be highly specialized. And once again, niche down, you will attract more clients that require those skills. So that's something that I like. On top of that, you literally get paid to learn certain things. Like some people come to you to save time, but others know that what they're asking is very specific and you can tell them, I'm going to need some research time for this. And then you become more and more specialized. So you literally get paid to learn. I love that. Yes. Yes. 
This is also something I wanted to touch upon that now I have way more time to learn and I usually learn a lot as part of doing the actual work for my class, which as I mentioned, wasn't always the case when I was doing the agency SEO. And I have another one, which is personal brand building, which again, it depends on where you work, but usually you are better building your personal brand as an independent SEO consultant. What are your thoughts on that? That's a double-edged sword. I'm going to uh -huh. explain why. So when I was working in agencies and dev centers, I had a reputation already. Like clients wanted me by name. They knew that I was able to deliver the work. And when I launched myself, well, my developer colleagues, my UX colleagues, my content colleagues were like, we want to work with you. Like, great, you are your own agency. Like, we can cut some corners, no overhead, awesome. So I already had a pretty big network, but my company and my companies actually didn't want me to do events. They didn't want to give me the time. They didn't want to, like, I had to do this by myself. And it was benefiting them as well as me, yeah. them. Whereas exactly. if you are your own boss, you choose to do this and you absorb the cost because it's part of branding. So that helps a lot. And that can also help you get another job. So let's say that freelancing is not your thing because we'll get into some of the cons and they're not pretty. You can always leverage this to find another job. So this is pretty great. And it comes with the territory. So for example, the more you freelance, the more your personal brand grows, but it's not necessarily everyone thinks oh i have to be like one of the big shots that gets shown everywhere invited to all the things no, no. you have to be locally known or in your niche known in your niche and your name has to be given so my partner for example almost non-existent in terms of social media but people know him like there's a network people know by name that they should request him because that's his personal brand then there's people who spend their life on linkedin to attract more leads and that's their own brand like there's different ways to go about branding and it has to match your style so it can be a pro or it can be a con that you're forced to do this not everybody enjoys it however however why is this an overall positive for me social capital like it's one of the basics you are investing in yourself you're not being a good asset to another company it's you okay so this is important because there's some folks where um for example um i have a friend of mine and everybody refers um to him as jack from candor it's like jack from agency yeah. <laughs> and it's a fun brand but what happens when you leave exactly. whereas I've always made it a point to be Miriam. And you can say from Pragmat, my company, sure. But you know me as Miriam. Just like you, a lot of people, they know your name. They don't necessarily know your company. I find that amazing. Yeah. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah, totally, totally, 100%. Okay, so let's move to the dark side of things before my voice falls apart. Are you going to start with something negative? Oh, yes. yes. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So let's let's talk about it. You know, we we spoke about the potential for high income. This is SEO cash flow. Um, so I haven't had this problem happen to me until 
the beginning of the pandemic. And even then, that was a very small dip. But let's talk about it. Inconsistent income. Like, I'm happy-go-lucky. I'm terrible in my budget because what I like to do is, like, put my head down and work a lot instead of having projections. Because remember, I don't have the overhead of an agency. Like, I know exactly how much I need to live and the rest is extra. So I know I'm going to cover myself. I'm fine. But you have to realize that there are some months where clients, even though you do the work, they pay later. Or you have, like, times where you're like, oh, I was supposed to have a client and they bounced. Yeah. What happens then? So in my case, I've always been overwhelmed with work. I'm thankful for it. Like I'm. Yeah, me on. too. I'm. Hold on. Knock on wood. We're back. But it's tied to the network. It's tied to the brand reputation. It's tied to the quality of work you do. But most new freelancers, they're stressed. They're like, okay, where's my my next income coming from? It's not a salary that comes every month that you can depend on so what's your take on it do you remember like being scared in the beginning yes i was scared and this is why i was clinging to a job for such a long time actually i was able to i think to quit way earlier but i finally did it and just as you i am so busy right now and i have been very busy since i actually started like showing myself on online so I am quite lucky and I should also knock on something that's not wood. But but there is this possibility that a client may quit, two clients may quit, especially if you are starting out and you only have one client or two clients. That's why what I have also been doing is trying to diversify my income so that it doesn't only come from clients, but it also comes from other sources, like, for example, sponsorships of my newsletter or some Google ads earnings from my websites. So Google AdSense. Okay. So I'm going to take like a little break here. Are you looking to sponsor a newsletter that is performing quite well in the SEO space? Why not consider Olga's newsletter? Yeah. Get in touch now. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, but that's one of the downsides, like for me at least, it was a really big problem. And another friend of mine who's a developer was like, hey, just letting you know, you have to tell everyone you're freelancing. You should not feel bad. People are not mind readers. You have to do your own promotion. And I am absolutely terrible at this. I always feel bad. I always feel like people know I'm a consultant. Da, da, da. No, you literally have to get out of your shell and tell people I am available. This is something that we shouldn't be afraid of saying publicly because this is usually the way you land the best clients. If you simply put yourself out there. Promotion is um, something that feels weird and it can take different forms. Like I got a 70K um, contract my first year freelancing by arguing about the merits of Hungarian salami on Twitter at 2 a.m., okay? Like, don't ask me how, but there was like a Central and Eastern European block of developers and engineers I was arguing with. And one of them dropped into my DMs and went, I saw your Twitter bio and it says that you do SEO and PPC. Back in the day, I offered PPC services. Autonomy, I don't anymore because I don't like it, okay? Yeah, Unless you have full advance and you're a museum, we ain't talking. So they were like, I hate that stuff. 
and like my bosses are engineers and we we hate marketing people like we checked out agencies and they don't understand what we do because we're very niche um technical uh, company like operating i mean my my ppc ad said like and on top of everything else we have a hyper secure bunker under a uh, swiss mountain like that gives you an idea of how secure this type of stuff was mm -hmm. okay and they were like yeah we want somebody who actually like understands what we do but also understands google ads because we don't Tada! so <clears throat> this was very very interesting for me because promotion comes in different flavors it's just making sure that people understand what you do and that you're available to do it so it sounds easy but it's still in the cons because most people who are good at promoting themselves um are more on the influencer side or yeah. doing other stuff and when you're a consultant you're like i have to do the work i have to promote myself i also have to do a lot of other stuff okay how do i juggle it all which leads me to another con um being a consultant means well when you work for yourself it means being a lot more than you think and doing a lot more things that than you have ever done in an agency yeah. a lot more things that you have ever done in-house so when i was in a dev center or in an agency um i kind of did the the salespeople's job and i used to sell my services to clients and upsell and think about my deliverables how do i showcase value and get more out of the contract so this was a natural thing for me it's not a natural thing to everyone because when you're good at SEO, you're like, I'm good at SEO. People should pay me for SEO. The end. Yeah. No, you have to figure out billing. You have to figure out promotion. You have to figure out what your deliverables look like, aka design. You have to figure out how to onboard clients. You have to figure out how to fire clients. You have to like, um, exactly. I have a friend of mine. She's currently um, pay, she's paying um, an ops person like literally operations to come and clean out her business and figure stuff out and streamline it because she's losing her mind. <laughs> so this is something we should create a separate episode about because there's so much. I've been meaning, I've been meaning to have her go on there because she does amazing stuff. Like, okay, imagine there's an audit and you can automatically import her audit. Like each task that needs to be done becomes an Asana a task mm -hmm. or it becomes a jira ticket imagine that type of like thinking about the deliverable and how cool it mm -hmm. is and clients come to her going you know exactly how to plug into our internal stack that's why we want you there's nothing that gets lost in translation it mm -hmm. goes directly from you to us so these are the little details that you have to figure out and it's not necessarily for everyone it gets super tiring yeah and on top of that we have like Taxes, sometimes we have to deal with our taxes, like managing contracts and a ton of other like similar things. And this brings me to another con, which is generally client management and the responsibility you have for the results you have to deliver for your clients. So this is, I think, a big one. And we already had one, one episode when we talked a bit about client calls we so so time to uh plug this in hello were you aware we had an seo cash flow episode dedicated to this ask olga about it um so, or you will be providing information and tying it to it but uh, for me figuring out clients is a huge one so this is something 
um, this is something that um, most people don't realize. When you are hiding behind an account manager, they are a buffer to you. Yeah. When you're exposed to clients, you take the brunt of it for better or for worse, because I have like great relationships with clients as well. But you need to figure out humans stat. And I, I will quote, quote a friend of mine. He was like, if you he is a consultant. So hi, Daniel. Uh, he charges three thousand dollars a day as an SEO. That's and he explained to me. Yeah, that's someone else you want on this show, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think so. So he explained, <clears throat> money in North America solves problems. You want the money, you solve the problem. But you have to figure out how to get there as well. You have to figure out what humans truly want. And what humans tell you they want isn't the same thing that they need and actually come back for. So... The big con here is you will have to put up with humans and sometimes they make you incredibly tired because the thing you love to do is not necessarily the thing you have to do to do your yes. job. Totally. And talking about Daniel, I recently interviewed him, so his episode will be live soon. And But we, I think he should do one SEO cash flow with us. Yes. Well. And for me, there's... Two other things that we have to talk about real quick before we close the session. Number one, the big fat thing that nobody really answers when you start freelancing, finding new clients. Like the people who are successful, like the both of us, we're like, oh, geez, like, we never had problems. Great. Most people do. Okay. It's known that many people cannot handle all the cons we have spoken about. Mm -hmm. And they end up returning to the workforce, like being employees within a year and a half on average. So if you make it past three years, like get yourself a celebration cookie or a, a glass of something because, yeah, you made it. So this is something that nobody talks about. But finding clients and knowing where to start is very personal. And people can give you advice. I have we should do an episode on finding clients because I have advice. But it's the big, fat, hairy problem that nobody talks about. And, and the last one is you're on your own, man. You're isolated all day. Like unless you have, like us, we have a different setup. We work with our partners, but it can get very lonely. So I'll pass it off back to you for finding clients and isolation, lack of like human contact. Yeah, yeah totally agree. And I would add something else to that, that we don't enjoy any of those like work benefits you would normally have like when you get sick you don't work and you don't get paid depending on how long you are sick or you work with COVID like we did I don't, I'm not sure if you were working with COVID but I think I took a couple of days like off but I was mostly working you feel bad about not working. So I was in bed incapable of like standing up and I couldn't actually do meetings. I had to cancel everything, but I was still in my inbox scheduling. So, yeah. so pro tip here, if you're sick and you're working, schedule your emails to go out in a few days because otherwise like people will answer you and not take for granted that you are sick. Taking vacations is also super yes. hard because, um, 
it doesn't work that way. Like it's, it's, there's always this one big rush thing or this one big new client you have to onboard or whatever. It never stops. So yes. be careful about that. And for me, the, yes, this is a problem. Like you can't take a day off because asking your boss is worse than asking your boss when you're an employee because you are your own boss and you have a hard time saying no or yes. Um, but for me, the isolation, I didn't really live through it. That's something I like. I like working by myself. So if you're highly introverted, um, this can work really well. But that's a pro for me. Like I didn't have to deal with colleagues that stopped every five yeah. seconds by that's my, my desk. Me too. Yeah, the best. Okay, pro. so so keep in mind if you're like us, this is a huge pro. If you are the person that loves to spend time at the water cooler and go to like drinks after work. This is going to be hard for you. You may need a co-working space, okay, or something. But the isolation is something you have to consider. And the whole, like, there's a rush knowing I love doing this. I can go to restaurants when they're not crowded. I can visit yes. stuff on Mondays. This is cool. But your timeline is also very different from everyone else's. Like, everyone stops work at 5. I don't. And you don't. Yeah. And you sometimes what work. What did you do yesterday? What did you do on Sunday? To be honest, I worked the entire day because I am on some very weird SEO learning binge. And I was like learning from 6 a.m. until I think 8 p.m., something like that, with a small break so for running. I I basically got you? stuck. I got stuck. I can't finish one article that is like a big thought leadership article. And also I'm building a course for SEO analytics. So I kept going down GA4 rabbit holes, oh. which, uh, yeah, I know. So yeah, same thing. Like you will find yourself in the shower thinking about work. You will make exactly. notes. Like I was, I was sick and I was like, babe, babe, give me my notebook. I have to write these ideas and I have a fever and I know I'm going to forget. And like, I read, thank goodness, I read them back and I was like, oh, they're still good. So it's worth yeah, it. I was but... sick laying in bed with my computer instead of sitting at the desk. That was the difference. See, it's just, it, it's, it's genuinely a thing that happens. So be weary of this because you may end up burned out. Like this is more guaranteed than if you were an employee but i think i think this wraps up like it's yeah. clean neat pros and cons um if you want us to do a deep dive in any of these pros or cons to either explain them or you say like hey it's a con finding clients actually i would like some help let us know it yeah. will be the subject of another episode yeah sure and i hope next time my voice will be more stable so uh, next Thank time you we, can, we, we, we can do like um the 2010s music trends auto-tune all the things okay <laughs> so thank you miriam and thank you everyone and see you in the next episode bye bye bye